up and Jonathan Joseph comes straight through the middle. Got Mike Brown to beat as the last line of defence and here goes Joseph. Joseph's going to get over. Watson goes on the outside. Oh, Watson goes Hello and welcome to the Bath Rugby Plug, the rugby podcast by the fans for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black and white. The first Bath Rugby Plug of 2021. My name is Gabriel and I'm joined as ever by my good friend and fellow Bath fan Tom. Tom, how are you? Not too bad, yeah. How are you getting on? Yeah, good. New Year's Day, so um, naturally a touch dusty, but uh, down the line to uh, help our spirits is Bullen. Charlie, how are you? Uh, yeah, well, I don't think I'm going to be raising many spirits because uh, I too have a few cobwebs to blow out. But um, yeah, more sore off a terrible year by you than that you'll be doing on the podcast. Yeah, probably. Happy, um, happy, yeah, anyway, boys, how, um, how how are we looking forward to 2021 as a Bath fan, Charlie? Yeah, well, um, hopefully, uh, well, hopefully. Last year, 2021, will just be uh, it will just be a little blip on the calendar, and uh, we'll be back to back to normal before too long. Hopefully, the summer, you know, we'll be able to uh, have full stadiums again. Uh, I was just thinking to myself, I was trying to think if I actually made it to the wreck uh, in 2020. It was probably the first year in a, in a long time that I, I haven't actually made it to see a game. But uh, I, I'm sure many people are in the same boat. But uh, that's really my uh, my ambition. For 2021, as a as, as a Bath fan, other than you know getting a bit of silverware would be nice, obviously. But yeah, if we can just get back to the wreck and uh, see a few games, would be fantastic. Oh yeah, it was I was so close, Charlie, to getting back. Had tickets along with UG to mm. to, to Boxing Day, as I'm sure many other listeners did. Um, I then came down with COVID itself, so I wouldn't um, I wouldn't have been able to go anyway. And then obviously the game was the game was cancelled. So yeah, it's been. Should we say, lads, uh, a bit of a bit of a quiet Christmas, um, slightly depressing, uh, uh, self-isolating over Christmas. But I am um, fully recovered uh, and, and raring to go. And you know, with a game now, uh, what is it? Every weekend until until the finals in June. Um, there's 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 certainly what um, one of the finals. Well, if there is a game every weekend until well, yeah. the finals <laughs> in June, I mean, what games, we had a game schedule. Yeah, yeah. this weekend, two games called off this weekend. Obviously, Bath Boxing Day game uh, called off, as you say, Tom. Um, yeah, COVID striking, not just around the league, but also on this podcast, as you say, Tom. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think we kind of didn't want to, to come to until we knew there was a game to talk about. Because I think kind of when I listen to podcasts at the moment uh, and talk to you boys about Bath Rugby, it's kind of a break from talking about COVID and listening to COVID. So we've got some rugby to talk about uh, and we're going to talk about that Bath-Leicester game on Sunday. Um, but first, lads, let's touch on the, the two games that we missed. Bath not had a game since um, the 12th of December. And last time we spoke, uh, we discussed Bath's poor record in Europe and a tricky trip to La Rochelle. So 28 nil was probably Bath's best performance in Europe for about two years, isn't it, Charlie? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> no, it's so disappointing. I mean, I think, uh, as many others will feel, the... The, the fact that Scarlet seemed to have just cruised through, um, uh, cruised through Europe. They've now they've now got two wins, having only played one game. They they've they've knocked out some of their competition along the way. They, they I, I just don't I don't really understand how how it's worked out that um, we were handed a we were handed a five uh, a five point loss 
um, for a game in La Rochelle, and it was Scarlets who brought COVID across. They had, you know, they were kind of riddled with it during the week. Uh, one player manages to to get through, give it to the, some of the Bath boys. We then end up losing our next game. Toulon turn up the following weekend, uh, saying, "Well, hang on a second, you just scuppered Bath's chances. I don't really think I want to. I want to risk it. Thanks." Perhaps there was a bit of a uh, bit of uh, play going on there, trying to get uh, trying to get the victory without playing. But um, uh, I just and yeah, they end up getting awarded the, the the victory against Toulon, and yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty frustrating, especially from a Bath perspective, um, not you know, not even be able to uh, to try and um, uh, turn things around. Yeah, so that's Europe over for another year, Tom. It's oh. kind of before it started. It's crazy, isn't it? As I said, we. We, we, we try and get top six. We talk about top six so much. And then um, just in one game, really, a loss at home to a really close four point loss at home to, to Scarlet's. And then, um, uh, you know, as, as, you, as you described, Charlie, the, the stuff going on with COVID. And suddenly, um, what was a bit pie in the sky going to La Rochelle and needing to win? Um, but you, you want to be in the fight until the end. You don't want to have it, have it taken away, um, uh, you know, with, with, with extenuating circumstances. What I found interesting is, what was it, the, the 12 players who'd come into close contact with the Scarlet's positive, um, positive test. So, um, I don't know, the, the other guys certainly haven't been, uh, been doing their tackling. How do you play a full game of rugby um, and, and not come into close contact with a member of the opposition? Well, if it was um, Steph Evans, Joe Thock and Siegel would be in close contact, <laughs> the, way, the way he defended him on that Scarlet's game. Um, yeah, bizarre, as you, as you guys point out. But um, yeah, I, I guess them the rules aren't there. And I think, you know, I think we spoke last season, Tom, that, that there was going to be an asterisk around that, that, that result in the European and the, the, the Gallagher Premiership table because of everything that was going on with COVID. I mean, Sale Sharks weren't even allowed to play their last game, which allowed Bart into the playoffs. So I think there was an asterisk there and there is going to be an asterisk ahead of this season. I think if it's between kind of these pretty dubious rules that the, the, the European rugby and the Premiership rugby have come up with or no rugby at all. I guess we'll have to take this and kind of enjoy the rugby when we get it. And then once we do get through COVID next season, we can actually then have, a, have yeah. kind of a proper rugby season. And like you say, we were, we were real beneficiaries of the sales yeah. situation, as you say, getting into the, getting into the top four. I mean, let's not, forgot we, let's not forget we've just been to the AJ Bell and beaten them with a bonus point. So um, you, could, you could say we, we deserved it. But this time it feels like we're on the other side of that a little bit and we've, we've been dealt quite quite harshly. Like you say, the, the five-point loss, the 28-0 to La Rochelle, um, and then the premiership rugby rules the following week, meaning that we only get four points against uh, London Irish uh, to their two in a game where, let's be honest, we'd probably uh, be backing ourselves to get the, get the four tries and the win. Um, so it seems like we've, you know, we've, we've, we've been a little bit unlucky there. And with the with the um, if, it's, if, if it's anything as close as, as last season, that extra point and that extra try bonus point um, could be could be pretty pretty crucial in the in the final standings. Yeah, Charlie, what do you make of the the four two split as as they're outlining? Obviously, the four points going to the I guess non guilty of the teams uh, in terms of COVID. What do you make of that, Charlie? Well, uh, yeah, I, I think I mean you can't really help if if COVID gets into your squad. There's not much more you can do. I think all the teams follow the protocols probably as, as close as they can. But um, yeah, I don't know. I having having been on the receiving end uh, previous week of a of a five nil loss in terms of the kind of match points um, to then being kind of winning four two. It's I 
I, I think I think I prefer it, and I would have obviously preferred it, it gives the other team a chance when it's not really their fault. Um, having caught COVID, I mean, kind of part of me thought, well, actually, you've got you've got two points now, not having played the game, and uh, it's got to be some sort of some sort of uh, how do I word it? I just feel like if you were Leicester Tigers last year. And you just pulled out of every game with COVID. You'd have finished the season on forty-four points, and you, you know, <laughs> might as well have done that. Send boys around licking some door handles to catch COVID. I don't know, but um, uh, no, yeah. it's, uh, I think, it's, I think it, it kind of does, as, as you said to me, Tom, the other day when we were discussing this. It does almost open the league up to another bloodgate scenario that we saw with Harlequins a few years ago. But I do think this is maybe a slightly more sensitive topic, and I, I'd be. Maybe I'm being naive, but I'd be hugely surprised if if there was a director. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I, know, I know you're joking, but like, you know, with jobs on the line at the end of the season, <laughs> you know, stranger things, I guess, have happened. But um, yeah, Bath picking up four points, I think, was was really disappointing, especially as it was London Irish. Now, if we'd been going to Sandy Park like we did the previous week and we got, you know, four or even two points, I think we'd be kind of thank you very much and on to the next week. But yeah, particularly London Irish at home seems to be the easiest one point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Happy with one point. I think I think it should maybe be split five one. I think that would probably be fairer. But I guess that again, then the rules and uh, and we move on. Um, move on to an actual game of rugby to talk about. You know, we're recording here on Friday afternoon, New Year's Day. I think it's looking likely that Bath are going to get a game of rugby on Sunday, Tom, against the the old enemy Leicester Tigers. And what a strong team Bath have put out. Yeah, it's a great one to to kick off the new year. You know. Um, say what you want about the, the the last few weeks, and I'm sure the players have been been disappointed. But they have had now a good break over over Christmas, um, and they can come back. We've got all our international players available, um, as the Leicester Tigers, and we put out a very very uh, very strong uh, 15. I think you know potentially the the choice 15 um, with with all the with all the players available. Um, I was very pleased to to see, as I mentioned to you, G. Um, and as we we spoke about on the podcast, that uh, Zach Merce has been given the the, the number eight shirt, and, and they're going to try out Toby Falatawa uh, at blindside flanker. So I'll be really interested to to see how that combination with Sam Underhill at seven, how that combination um, works out. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it, it's a great team, and and, and looking, um, I think, hope well, fingers crossed, too strong for for for, for Leicester Tigers. Yeah, sorry. Talk talk about that back row, mate. Yeah, that back row, I I really like the look of, um, as as well with the, they've gone for sixty split on the bench as well. So we have got Bayliss and Reed uh, to come on. So uh, those boys can just uh, can just uh, run riot. Hopefully, I think yeah, having Mercer and Falatau as two really dangerous attacking threats. Hopefully, we can you know we can really open up uh, Leicester Tigers and, and score some points because it'd be great to you know to kick off um 2021 with a with a bang uh, especially against Leicester yeah, it really would be. And I think we spoke, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago now when we did our last podcast about the, the battle for the number eight shirt. And you put a poll out, Tom, on our Twitter at Bath Rugby Plug. Who would Bath fans like to see in the number eight shirt? Uh, and 68% uh, said Zach Mercer compared to 32% of Toby Falatau. So, um, yeah, I think 68% of, of Bath fans getting their wish 
on Sunday. I'll be really interested to see, though, how it balances. Because yeah. I do think that sometimes when we play Falatau, Mercer, Underhill, there isn't really that jackal over the yeah. ball. I know I know Sam Underhill kind of has that to his game, but he's more of a crunching defender. And the other two are kind of more ball-carrying. And, and the two guys on the bench that you mentioned, Charles, in Reed and uh, Reed and Bayless, I think they're more of a traditional jackling seven. So I hope that that, that we get that that presence over the ball of the breakdown from from we're gonna have to get it from from elsewhere, maybe the, the front row, second row, or even someone like Cam Redpath, who's kind of turned up with some some key turnovers at times in his short Bath career. Um, Charlie, is there another area of the Bath team which which really stood out to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm really liking uh, the shape of our of our back three as well. I mean, we've we kind of mentioned on the pod that. Uh, Big Joe has uh, been a bit out of form of late, so I mean he's he's been given the week off. Um, so uh, yeah, seeing um, uh, seeing McConaughey, Rockaguni, and Watson uh, in tandem in the back three, I yeah. think I think it's just um, yeah, we 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 we're valuing form there, and I think I think that that will probably come into come into good use because yeah, it's, it, we just need to get firing um, out on the wings when we are making these breaks. It's great to see Rocco. Like I think Rocco's looked look really sharp, as I've said, I've said before. And I think you know, Big Joe's certainly been struggling defensively, and probably the one guy in the league that you you know you don't want to be having defensive difficulties against. Um, you know, one-on-one missed tackles um, is um, the the is his would-be opposite man, Namani Nadolo, um, who is yeah twenty stone six, one hundred and thirty kilos. Um, and six foot four. That's his pre-Christmas the, weight as well. Wing. Exactly. Yeah, he'll probably be, <laughs> probably be closer to one forty. <laughs> Will Skelton on the wing. Um, yeah, so uh, it's going to be um, probably a pretty physical day at the office for um, for, for for Rocco. But um, I think, he, as I said, he just looked really energised. A new lease of life, I think, to, to him so far this season. So it's good to see him him get a, a proper start and a run up. Yeah, when you get these big guys on the wing, we spoke about um, oh, the, so... the guy at uh, Northampton Saints, whose name's alluding to uh, Naira Voro, yeah, the P&O Cruiser. I think it's really, you know, yeah, they have a threat going forward, but defensively, and when they're turning to, to field kicks, I think, you know, they're really suspect. So whether that's Priestland or Spencer or Redpath turning them in, in defence to try and recover balls that are kicked over their head, or whether that's Big Joe or, or Rory just being them on the wing, I think, you know, that that's an opportunity where, where Bath can attack, I think. Yeah, it's, it, yeah de- definitely. I mean, you know, they can get found out uh, defensively and uh, if you put in these kicks through, as you, as you say. But I, I think it's, it's, it's a bit like a back row it's about balance uh in your back three i mean i i i do like the look of their of their back three um Kobus van bike is is a is a guy i think you know is will, will, be, will be one to watch on sunday he's uh coming come across um uh from the hurricanes it was wasn't it um mm-hmm. uh, in super rugby and yeah he's he was looking uh pretty dangerous in the super rugby art row anyone who managed to watch that um so mm-hmm. a nice little signing there and i think um uh, him with uh, uh, Freddie Stewart as well at 15 is uh, who's a who's a serious runner, very steppy, um, and you know might make up for that that cover in there in in, in their backfield. Freddie Stewart, who was born in um, December 2000, so that'll be um, making us all feel feel um, old on Sunday. I think that's uh, you know going to be a key area actually, just um, the you know the the kicking game that 
that we employ. Like you say, the, the, there's some definite talent in the, the Leicester Tigers backline, um, but I don't know how much cohesion there's going to be. You know, these guys won't have played together much at all. Um, you know, Leicester themselves have been battling with with COVID, having to cancel their last game against Newcastle. Um, and Welford Road kind of went into um, a bit of a lockdown for, for around 10 days. So they've been doing all their training over Zoom. Um, Steve Borthwick himself, I think, is currently um, a fellow sufferer um, of mine with with COVID at the moment. So um, I think he's going to have to conduct his... Um, he's going to be talking to the players um, kind of virtually um, in the in the changing room along with um, along with Mike Ford. So um, it's certainly disruption at, at, at Leicester um, and kind of, you know, from our perspective, um, kind of prime time to, to take advantage. Mm. Um, was there any, any matchups that you were... You were think, you were looking at G. Well, I think obviously the most fascinating one for me is is not just the coaching battle. I think it will actually be Mike Ford uh, returning uh, to, to well, uh, will be facing Mike Ford and obviously his son George Ford, uh, the great ex Barfly half. But the key battle for me, obviously, is is the scrum half battle where you've got England's incumbent in Ben Youngs over 100 caps for England against a man which which should really be aiming for over 100 caps for England the way he's playing for for Bath Ben Spencer. That's a key battle as it always. Is and, and particularly that halfback battle, Youngs in tandem with with Ford is a, is clearly uh, a partnership that they've had a lot for England, but not that often for Leicester Tigers. So they'll be really relying on that to to get that backline firing. And then for us having Priestland back in uh, when we had Matavesi uh, against Scarlets, I think that'd be huge. And his partnership with with Spencer is going to go a long way to deciding the game on Sunday at the not just Welford Road, Charlie, but the Mattioli Woods Welford Road. What is Mattioli Woods, Charlie? Well, you tell me. (laughs) It's one of the UK's leading provider in pensions. So maybe that's an idea of why Namali Nadolo signed there. eh? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Charlie, any other? I think we've picked out pretty much the whole team, but but maybe talk about the front row then, Charlie. Yeah, front row is what I was going to say. Certainly uh, the head-to-head of uh, Genge and Stewart, Mm. um, two England boys who uh, who were beastly, Excellent, um, excellent in the scrum and uh, powerful. Um, so yeah, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be good to watch that battle and could be quite deciding. Uh, hopefully, Benno can uh, can you know show Dan Cole's age slightly. Um, uh, <laughs> sending backwards, but uh, that that'll be one to. Oh yeah, that'll be a, a key part of the game. It always is. Two very very physical teams. Um, uh, so yeah, we're looking forward to it. But you know, I do I do think um, kind of looking. The game as a whole, I mean, it, it, we, we are going to an empty Welford Road, which it definitely helps, but it, it is a tough place to go. And this, this Leicester team, as you know, they have been turning things around, I think we have, or we are going to have to put in a good performance mm. to win there. We always do, um, you know, despite um, uh, despite them having finished down at the bottom of the table, I do think they've got a resurgence coming. But there are quite a few. Um, uh, Tom's going you know, to have a Christmas card, which he uh, sent to Steve Borthwick, which he's... Uh, uh, lipped all over to give him COVID uh, it will have helped but um, uh, I, I, I think we have to put in a, a good performance to win there we always do uh, we've only actually managed to pick up a couple of wins um, uh, I think we've, we've only uh, I was looking at it earlier we've only ever won at Welford Road 15 times out of the uh, out of like the, the, the 80 odd times we played there so uh, uh, we picked up a couple of those recently as well um, while yeah. Leicester haven't been Performing too well, yeah. Um, 
huge game this. I think we spoke about the the kind of easy start that we had to the the Premiership schedule, and I think that's kind of why the London Irish result was so frustrating that we weren't able to pick up five points there and kind of set ourselves up for a, for a good start. And I think that kind of ends with this trip to Welford Road, Tom. So so a huge opportunity for us to to get five points and, and kind of push us back up to, to around the top four. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, like you say, the kind of next phase of games in the, in the Premiership. So we're um, Wasps at home, um, Bristol away. Oh, not looking forward to that. Um, and then... <laughs> Quinns at home and sail away. So some some fairly tough games and you know some some difficult um, games to win on the road there as well. So yeah, this is this is an absolute um, must win. I think you know looking down those teams on on paper, I think most um, uh, most fans would would give us a, a a really good chance of of doing so. But um, how many times have we said yeah? Unfortunately, the game's not not played on uh, played on paper, and, um, and 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 how many times have we kind of let ourselves down? Um, uh, when everything's kind of um, you know uh, been in our control and, and, and to our advantage, so um, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm confident. Um, like you say, Charlie, I'm I'm going into it with a little bit um, you know more 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 pessimism. I think I think you know George Ford um, is such um, a magician. Um, you know you know he's got a bit of bitterness towards Bath. So will Mike Ford, who will be kind of leading. Um, the leading the Tigers on the day um, at, at Welford Road. So um, when there's that in the game um, and in the mix, there's always kind of a little bit of doubt in my mind. Um, but I think um, a four-point win, I would away at Welford Road. I would, um, I'd, I'd be happy with that. I think. Charlie, do you think you can get that four-point win? No, I mean, there's. Uh, I'm, I, I think I'm. Me and Tom are singing off the same chimney. Shimmy, I don't think I've quite, I've quite recovered from that. I think Tom and I are singing off the same hymn sheet. In uh, <laughs> there's, there's, there's a little bit of worry in, in, in the back of my head, um, but I, and I would be happy with, I would be happy with a, with a four point win. I'd, 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 bite, I'd bite your arm off for it at the moment, to be honest. Uh, but I really hope. Um, that we can actually put in a good performance because it's going to take a good performance to beat them uh, and a good team performance. So um, I don't think we, we can rely on these kind of moments of magic from Rory McConaughey or uh, Cam Redpath or whatever who seem to pull these tries out of uh, out of nothing. So uh, yeah, good uh, good set piece attack, um, strong defence, and hopefully we can pick up a couple of extra points, um, a couple of extra uh, tries, get the four. Five mm. points would be fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling more confident, I think, than, than you guys. I think I'm seeing off a, a different shim heat, actually. I, I think this Leicester <laughs> team look, looks pretty average to me. Uh, disrupted by COVID How many times well. have we said this? <laughs> well, of course, but, you know, you know, what do they say? New year, new me. No, new year, same old, way too optimistic me with, with this bar team. I, I think we should we should turn them over. You know, they lost the London Irish. That, that team was really We just beat London Irish. Well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Look at that. That's, that's, what they just lost that. No, we just beat them. What with with four points? You know, didn't quite get that that extra try, but but a comfortable yeah. win. So they um, were within seven with four tries, though, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that one out. That's true. So we didn't get four, four tries. They got four tries and were within seven, but still didn't win. Hmm. 
interesting. But uh, yeah, no, exactly. The form line runs straight through it. And I'm feeling confident that we can get this uh, this 2021 year calendar year off to a great start. Tom, are you going with four points as well? Yeah, I'll go for um, I'll go for I'll go for Bath by nine. I think we'll be just out of range, but I think it will be a, a nail biter um, in, 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 and, you know, and not without scares along the way. Great. Well, uh, I certainly agree. Well, thank you very much for joining me, boys, on, on this new year. I've really enjoyed talking rugby again. It's been way too long. Um, thank you very much for listening as well. Subscribe, uh, leave us a, a review, five stars if you are enjoying the podcast. Uh, and what better gift to a fellow Bath Rugby fan this year than, than sharing the podcast with them? Um, follow us on Twitter at Bath Rugby Plug. We'll be back next week to review, hopefully, um, the, 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 the demolition of Leicester Tigers at the Mattioli Woods Welford Road. Thanks for joining me, Tom. Thanks for joining me, Charlie, and Happy New Year, everybody. Cheers.